Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for joining us today for episode number 76. Little housekeeping to do, as I've been doing all week. Swingbyherohabit.com. Join our community. I'd love to have all the listeners there talking about Kinks and Beatles related stuff and other interests um, that interest you. But we have a group devoted to Kinks and Beats Daily um, that I'd like to see get going. We've revamped everything. Uh, you can make cool, lovely profiles now. We're not going to share your info. And unlike Facebook groups, we're not editing things. We're not you know, rehashing uh, old posts. It'll all be new and fresh and, and friendly. So swing over to herohabit.com to join us there. Also, um, while you're there, if you are so inclined to contribute $4 a month, 20 cents per episode, um, that would help us offset the expenses of this podcast, and we will provide some exclusive content as yet unknown um, to those who do subscribe. So you just go over there, you uh, you purchase the subscription to, to Kinks and Beats support, and you get billed $4 a month for as long as you want to continue that billing. And then when the podcast stops, if I ever stop this show, I will obviously stop those contributions. But it would help us keep um, the show ad-free. And, uh, you know, offset the expenses of producing a daily podcast for you. Okay, enough about that. Today is January 24th. And on this day in 1969, New Jersey state prosecutors warned United States record sellers that selling John Lennon's Two Virgins LP would result in charges for distributing pornography. If you're not hip to this LP, it features a front cover of John Lennon and Yoko Ono fully in the nude. And a back cover um, of them in the nude from the rear. So you get to see all of John and Yoko. Uh, it would eventually get released a lot, of, a lot of places. They released it in a brown paper bag with a cutout um, around John and Yoko's faces. But uh, it was a controversial album. It's a st- stupid album. I mean, technically, I should probably cover it for the integrity of this podcast. I should cover every song on that album, every track, um, but I'm not going to. As far as this podcast is concerned, maybe I'll do a full episode about the album as a whole, but we're not going to go song by song. It's dumb. Uh, but it did cause quite a controversy and potential pornography distribution. Um, Ringo Starr had issues with the cover. Um, he was... Because this was an Apple release, John had to get the approval of the other three Beatles to release it, even as a solo single or LP. And Ringo was reluctant. He's like, this might be cool for you, but I'm the one that's got to, you know, George and Paul and me, we're the ones that have to answer this too. It's not just you that they're calling. And John basically convinced him. He's like, all you got to do is pick up the phone and then forward it to my office. So Ringo reluctantly agreed, Um, which brings us to our topic of today. The song Early 1970, which is a Ringo Starr B-side from April 9th, 1971. It was the B-side of It Don't Come Easy. And uh, it's a cool little track that features some of George Harrison's best guitar work. Now, the song is autobiographical in nature. Every verse is a reference to one of the Beatles. And it's kind of Ringo publicly coming to terms with the breakup features uh, obviously Ringo on drums and vocals 
It also features George Harrison on electric guitar and Klaus Vormann on bass. I'd like to think that if the Beatles would have gone on without Paul, Klaus would have been the studio bass player because he's now worked just in this first year of solo releases. He's worked with all three um, Beatles who were not bass players because it was recorded um, during the sessions for Plastic Ono Band, which is John's solo album, his first proper music solo album. And on that album, Ringo plays drums and Klaus plays bass. And so they're taking a break during a lull for those sessions and record this tune and call in George, who I assume produced it and um, maybe contributed some of the piano. The piano is uncredited. So the first verse of this song is about Paul. He says, lives on a farm, got plenty of charm. Beep, beep. I'm not sure what the beep, beep is. Maybe that's a drive my car reference. I don't know. He's got no cows, but he sure got a whole lot of sheep. More likely, the beep beep was just filler because he didn't have another rhyme for sheep. A brand new wife and a family, and when he comes to town, I wonder if he'll play with me. Now, that's a heavy line for Ringo. I wonder if he'll play with me. At this point, he's already played with George. He's already played with John. And just a couple months prior, he had a huge fight with Paul. They really strained their friendship um, for a time. Because Paul refused to delay the release of his first solo album. Um, so it was competing with Let It Be by the Beatles and Ringo's first solo album on the charts and in the press and all that kind of stuff. And it there was a big fight, I think, uh, the end of March 1970. So not long before this song was recorded, but there was a big fight between Ringo and Paul at, at Paul's house. And some things were said. Um, you can look it up. I'd have to put an explicit warning on this podcast if I repeated them, but it was definitely a strain on their friendship for, for a while. And so Ringo in this one line is kind of saying, I don't know if we're still pals. I wonder if he'll play with me. Uh, verse two Goes on to John, laying in bed, watching TV, Cookie. Now, that Cookie might seem like a throwaway line, but it's not. Uh, if you listen to Plastic Ono Band, the song uh, Hold On, which I think is the second song on the album. Beautiful song. And in the middle of it, there's a little guitar break, and it's beautiful, and it's very mid-tempo ballady. And out of nowhere, John goes, Cookie. So this is a reference to that. Um, which is, I would assume, a reference to Sesame Street. I don't know if they had Sesame Street in the UK in 1970 when that was recorded. Um, if they didn't, that's a crazy coincidence that so he does it in the Cookie Monster voice. So that's it's not a throwaway line. That's actually a reference to John Lennon directly. With his mama by his side, she's Japanese. We all know um, anytime John, and a lot of times Paul, reference mama in a song they're actually referencing either yoko ono or linda mccartney they scream and they cried now they're free and when he comes to town i know he's going to play with me so he's got a little bit more confidence that john will play with him in the future then we get to george's verse he's a long-haired cross-legged guitar picker Mm-hmm. with his long-legged lady in the garden picking daisies for his soup a 40-acre house he doesn't see because he's always in town playing for you with me. At this period, George is 
going nuts with work. He's producing Ringo. He's producing a triple album of his own. He's producing all sorts of music. He's guesting on other people's stuff. He is working a ton. Um, and in this verse, so he's gone from, I don't know if Paul's going to play with me, to John will probably play with me, to George is absolutely playing with me. And then it goes into a guitar break that is George's solo, and it's a great guitar slide solo. George's slide work on other people's music is some of his best slide work. On this song, on um, several songs on John's Imagine album the next year, uh, he lays it down. It's a good solo. Not crazy about the, the tone of the guitar in this period, but it's a great solo. And then we get to Ringo. Verse 4, his self-deprecation verse. I play guitar, A-D-E. For those of you who don't play guitar, those are like the first three chords you learn. I don't play bass because that's too hard for me. Um, followed by a little bass riff supposedly played by him. I play the piano if it's in C, which is when the song shifts for a couple bars into the key of C to exhibit Ringo's piano playing. And when I go to town, I want to see all three. So he's kind of saying, look, I'm just the drummer. I know my musical limitations. I need you guys. This, you know, and, and it's a it's a plea in a lot of ways for his old bandmates. So it's a very interesting autobiographical song. But what else is interesting is each verse is in a different key. And this kind of leads me to believe, and I hate to say it, and Ringo, if you're ever listening, call me and prove me wrong because I'd hate to disparage you. But you just said in this song that you're limited in musical scope. But every single verse on here is in a different key. Um. Or at least the three for the others. By the time he gets to his verse, he's back in the original key. So he starts in A for Paul, living on a farm, got plenty of charm. Beep, beep. He's got no cows, but he sure got a whole lot of sheep. Brand new wife and a family. When it comes to town, I wonder if he'll play with me. Then he shifts to E. So these are all primary chords. They're one, four, fives. The whole song, one, four, fives. Then for John's song, he switches to E. Laying in bed, watching TV, cookie. Sees his mama by his side, she's Japanese. They scream and they cry, now they're free. And when it comes to town, I know he'll play with me. Now a shift to C. That E to C is a very George Harrison sounding progression. And now we're in the key of C. It's a long haired cross-legged top picker. Uh-huh. With his long-legged lady in the garden picking daisies for a soup. A 40-acre house he doesn't see. Cause he's always in town playing for you with me. Then the guitar solo's in uh, C. Then he goes to E. And now we're back in the key of A, where he started. I play guitar, A, D, E. I don't play bass, cause that's too hard for me. Play the piano if it's in C. And when I go to town, I want to see all three. So he switches keys 
in every verse, which is kind of the only thing that gives this song any kind of forward momentum because there's no real chorus. It's just three or four verses and a guitar break. There's no bridge. So it's, and it's, and it's all primary chords. Um, so it's, it's kind of the only thing that keeps this song interesting as far as the harmonic structure goes. Um, obviously the content of the song is interesting because it's about the Beatles and there are other songs about the Beatles from this period. Um, some more cryptic than others, but, uh, I should do a whole episode on that. Just the songs that they wrote about each other post breakup. Cause there are a few from all four of them. So that's that that's early 1970. It's been uh, released on some compilations. It's a bonus feature on, uh, Ringo's album Ringo. So you can find it on CD. It is kind of an obscurity and, um, I'm tracking it down on 45 because it's actually pretty good 45. It don't come easy back with early 1970. It's pretty good 45 to add to the collection. So that's that. If you have um, any comments or questions you'd like me to address on this podcast, send them my way. Kinks and Beats at HeroHabit.com. We are still taking voicemails for the one Beatles or Kinks album you would take to Mars as your sole source of musical entertainment. Call me at 925-494-1739 and let me know what album you'd pick and why you'd pick it. I want to hear um, I want to hear from you. And again, swingbyherohabit.com for other things related to this podcast and not. All right, I will talk to you guys um, next time. Thanks for downloading. Swing by Apple and give us a rating and review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. All right, take care. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.